Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. After an away mission near the Romulan neutral zone, Commander Riker awakens with no memory of the last 16 years. He's now the captain. Picard is an admiral. Jordy doesn't need his visor. Is this really the future, or is someone trying to pull a fast one on Will Riker? From November 10th, 1990, it's season four, episode eight, Future Imperfect, or Got Those Jordy Love for Jazz. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Dazzling. I was like, put him back in more scenes. <laughs> Just, mwah. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And this is the Greasy Grandpa Picard episode. goatee belongs in a museum. Oh, what an episode, Daniel. Jordy LaForge's eyes, memory loss, alien deception. It's a, it's a good time. And <laughs> Starfleet has simplified their bling. Yes, they have. And I kind of love it. They're like pips versus bars. What do you think? <laughs> we got this. And Beverly's grandma hair for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she looks like the she looks like the madam of an old timey brothel. <laughs> and she is. <laughs> That's what Sick Bay is now. They call me Mame. <laughs> <laughs> and I do take the husk right off the corn, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Leave the gates as you found it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you were worried. You thought today's wasn't going to be fun or good. I just was worried about me because I'm always worried about me. Ugh, Cameron, stop being worried about you and start being worried about the existential dread of our planet being on fire and no one taking anything seriously and all of us about to die. That's... Don't worry about you. Worry about everything you can't control. <laughs> That's why I'm like this, Dan. <laughs> A neurotic mess? Yes. A bundle of nerves? A dumpster fire that was formerly a human. This is what therapists call a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine does. <laughs> Uh, Every day I tell her something new And she's like, Jesus Christ How are you still alive? Have a a seat, boat I mean, Cameron I'm using using the money from our sessions To buy a boat (laughs) Everything's fine Um, All aboard the SS trauma The SS shit stain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The SS boomer, br- boomer brigade. <laughs> oh, Cameron. Yes, Dan. It's you know, there's there's so much fun happening in this episode. 
it, it there, there's just so many instances that happen. I want to make sure that our listener knows how many casual, mind-blowing moments happen in this perceived <laughs> version of the future. They are so, so you casual, better, too. Yeah, you better you better read the thing because there's so I mean there's so much happening. Not for Jonathan so Frakes. He was so angsty in this episode and I can't blame him. He's he's a real angsty boner boomer. He is. He is. <laughs> but truly Daddy Riker. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, here's the thing. On start at 44286.5, Commander Riker's birthday celebration is interrupted as he, Jordy, and Worf are sent down to a huge ca- a huge cavern. <laughs> so big. <laughs> On Alpha Onias 3, an uninhabited Class M planet. Quotey fingers, Class M. To investigate unusual readings. The cavern suddenly fills with toxic gases, and the three officers fall unconscious. Riker awakens in sickbay to find that 16 years have passed. <laughs> the fuck? Um, he is now captain of the Enterprise, with Data as his first officer. Good choice. And Picard has been promoted to Admiral, with Deanna Troy serving as his aide. Riker cannot remember any events after Alpha Onias III which Dr. Crusher explains is a side effect of a viral infection he contracted on the planet, and his memories of the intervening events may or may not return. God, what a terrible plot device. I mean, just in- incredibly interesting and fascinating, but just what a shitty thing to have to try and deal with. <laughs> oh man, I accidentally forgot the last 16 years. <laughs> and you all knew it was not coming. Not Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I wish he'd 51st dated himself and, like, recorded messages yeah. for himself. You're gonna, one day you're gonna wake up and not remember anything, Will. Remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, Riker learns that he was married, is now widowed, and has a son, played by Chris Demontral, named Jean-Luc. Aww. <laughs> After Picard, of course. <laughs> No, after his best friend's fuckmate, Jean-Luc. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. Um, he is further startled when Tomaluk, our dear friend Commander Tomaluk. Good old fucking Tomaluk. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Is now an ambassador and is beaming on board to negotiate a peace treaty with the Federation. Despite Picard's reassurances, Riker is hesitant to reveal the sensitive Starfleet information in negotiating the treaty, which also the treaty was mostly Riker's doing. God, that would suck. <laughs> I've spent the last five years working on this thing. It's going to completely change the universe as we know it. It's like Cameron King. Can't remember. Uh, it's it's like you you suddenly wake up and you're on stage accepting a Tony Award, but you don't remember any of the work you've done for the last 10 years? Ugh, I would die. <laughs> As Riker struggles to adjust to his new life, numerous inconsistencies arrive. The Enterprise computer is uncharacteristically slow. Numerous systems experience minor technical glitches, and Geordi is unable to correct the problems. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Riker's like, uh, no. <laughs> That's bullshit. Mm-mm. Finally... Mm-mm. Riker discovers that his late wife, Min, is Minuet, the fictional holodeck character he fell in love with in the first season episode 1001001. 
Riker realizes that the entire future he's been experiencing is a charade, and confronts Picard and Tomaluk on the Enterprise Bridge, with more inconsistencies arising as he does so, proving his suspicions. Suddenly, false future fades away, revealing a Romulan holodeck. Commander Tomaluk is revealed to be behind the situation, the object of which was to trick Riker into giving away the location of a key Federation outpost, or a fee Federation outpost, if you're me. The Romulans, Tomaluk explains, were fooled by the intensity of Riker's memories from Minuet and had incorporated her into their fantasy on the assumption that she was real. Which, that's, that's a whole other level of shit that we, can, we need to talk about. I was going to say, that's a, that needs to be discussed in therapy. <laughs> For real. Riker is put in a holding area, but then again, this, the therapist is also his, the love of his life, so I can imagine that would be tricky. Anyway, Riker is put in a holding area where he meets the boy whose image the Romulans had used to create his son. The boy identifies himself as Ethan. Together, they manage to escape and briefly elude their Romulan guards. However, as the two are hiding from their pursuits, Ethan inadvertently refers to Tomaluk as ambassador instead of commander. Riker realizes that he is still in a simulation and confronts Ethan over it. He demands that the game end immediately and that he be allowed to leave. Everything disappears once more, leaving only Riker and Ethan back in the cavern on Alpha Onias III. Riker is then able to contact his ship and learns that Worf and LaForge had beamed up without incident, but the Enterprise was unable to locate him. After Riker advises the captain that he will beam back up shortly, <laughs> but needs to learn a little bit more about his situation, Ethan confesses that he had created the simulations using sophisticated scanners to read his mind and create the reality they experienced. Ethan's planet had been attacked and his people killed. His mother had hidden him in the cavern for his own safety with all the simulation equipment before she died. And Ethan, all alone, had been yearning for real companionship. Realizing that Ethan's intentions were not hostile, Riker offers him refuge on the Enterprise. Ethan accepts and reveals his true form as... the one bad part about this episode. And the two meme onto the ship. And so ends Future Imperfect. <laughs> There's an old rule in storytelling, always leave them with a great ending, because that's what people remember. <laughs> the last thing you show them, the last thing you tell them, that's what sticks with people. People don't remember, uh, you know, people remember, after all, tomorrow is another day, more so than they remember the, you know, terrible depiction of the South uh, as, a, as a wonderful, happy, good time place. Um, so when this episode ended, I went, oh, man. <laughs> Actually, the moral of Gone with the Wind is that the South was hard for white people. Oh, right, right, right. Because mm -hmm. remember, Scarlet's half Irish, and that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been a huge fan of Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I don't think. Ugh. Even the movie, I was like, God, this is awful. <laughs> and then when... <laughs> this is my level of antipathy toward humanity. Even when I was in middle school and her shitty daughter met her untimely end from being bucked off a horse, I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, see, horses suck. <laughs> and so does your daughter. Problem solved. Rhett shoots the horse, the daughter's dead, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a garbage movie. It's a garbage story. It's a, 
Everything is awful. Um, <laughs> it does. It does have some good dialogue, but only only a few terrible, awful lines that are worth mentioning, including one that uh, I used while seducing my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, which is when Rhett Butler says, "You should be kissed often and by someone who knows how." <laughs> Yeah. Texted that to Courtney early on in our courtship. And it did the trick. It sure did. <laughs> and then she was pissed when she found out that that was from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> All right. Now that we're totally off track, Cameron, what did you love about this episode? I loved a lot about this episode. I loved the visions of the future. I love that we get to see our dear LeVar Burton's eyes. Because goddamn. I love, <laughs> I love Beverly's grandma hair. I love aged Riker. You know, it was it was subtle, but like really nice, really nicely done. Um, I love that Data was his first officer, and that Worf was now ops. Basically, you just get promoted as a big. <laughs> it's a clockwise circle on the bridge. It's a clockwise spiral. Mm-hmm. And Worf is a perfect example of that. I loved the plot twists, both of them. I mean, you know, I've seen this before, so I knew they were coming. But even still. And I thought, actually, that Ethan did a really great job as far as being a child actor. And uh, until his true form was revealed, I loved every second of it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He did a very nice job. Yeah. I loved the guest performances. I have a love-hate relationship with aged Picard. (laughs) (laughs) That goatee is not a great look. No. As someone who rocked one for a long time, I'm aware that it's not a good look. There is... I mean, if you want to pair it with a ponytail and sandals with socks, be my guest. But otherwise, leave it alone. I do not. That is my worst nightmare. Leave the goatees alone. If you're worried about people looking at your toes, then don't wear sandals. Or cut your toes off. Yeah. Then walking is hard, but it's fine. (laughs) I had an uncle who accidentally dropped some farm equipment and lost four toes. And he, you know, had, uh, had a really hard time walking. Turns out yeah, they're very important. They're... <laughs> Go figure. I mean, I think it would have almost been better if Picard had had the skullet with a ponytail. I mean, that's... <laughs> yes. Wearing, like, a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> He's got his glasses on a chain. He's just, like, an old, retired hippie. We're trying to make him into Gary Funk, aren't we? <laughs> yep. Dharma's dad, actually, is. Don't ever reference Dharma and Greg. Why? That show was garbage. <laughs> it was lovely garbage, though. It was charming and fun. Dharma, you're so crazy. She's mildly not uptight. She's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, no. Your family's the awful one. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Greg. That's why I hate that show. <laughs> I actually thought the, uh, the plot device of a virus that can take chunks of your memory, fascinating. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a futuristic way to deal with with some of the horrible diseases that we're dealing with now, like Alzheimer's. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fact that he's perfectly normal except for memory loss, and that they knew it was coming, but that there was nothing they could do to prevent it. Just, I mean, what a storytelling device that is. That is a gold mine, rife with ore. <laughs> Yeah, no, they they imagined a really compelling future for Riker. It was one that we wanted to be in. 
the fact that the person who was manipulating events wanted to be his son. That's how he imagined having a relationship with Riker. I was like, well, clearly you base this just on sight and not on anything else. You're like, he looks dad-ish. <laughs> I want you to be my dad. Hashtag like, well, daddy Riker. <laughs> hashtag daddy Riker. <laughs> Come to daddy. Uh, I love that we started with Will's birthday party. And he was playing the trombone at his own party. <laughs> That's not like, like, people can go sing, sing. And like, and you can be like, okay, fine. He had to bring that with him. <laughs> he was like, well, people always ask me to play the trombone. <laughs> it's my birthday. It's, you fuckers are going to sit and I, listen. <laughs> you, none of you made it to my recital. <laughs> you always make it to Data's, but you never make it to mine. Right? Um... I loved when they said, what did you wish for? And there was way too long a pause, and he stared right at Deanna, and then he was like, music lessons. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's not what you wished for. No, it's not what you <laughs> not wished for. Not at all. Get it. Uh, Stop mm, leaving mm. her in the dust. Anyway. It's the same thing with him not wanting to be captain. He doesn't want the responsibility. He still wants to be freewheeling, dick-slinging Riker. He wants to, he wants to be all Kirk. And no Picard. He doesn't want to be responsible, dependable. He wants to just be playing space cowboy, that big tromboner. <laughs> Thank you for making that pun. Glad I don't have to now. Hey, uh, What else did you love? I loved that they were getting probed because, of course, they were. It's Riker's birthday. <laughs> uh, um, that giant painted cave was fun. Uh, I just, I just love how the the series of events unfolding in the future just keep, you know, happening. It's like, oh my god, he's Captain Riker. Sixteen years, the virus laid dormant. Look, there's a lady Klingon. Look, there's a Ferengi on the bridge. Oh my god, it's Jordy's eyes. <laughs> Data, oh, Data's a, Data's the first officer. That's not as impressive, but that's cool. Admiral Picard. He has a son? He named him Jean-Luc? Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. But then it's not Deanna's kid. I'm like, they did not probe him well enough. Nope. <laughs> uh, the minuet thing was a nice, um, a nice callback, but it did raise more questions than it answered. Yeah. <laughs> about him and specifically about that footage that we'll get to in the things I didn't like. Um, Deanna was strong this episode. She had, she had some good some good moments in his future vision uh setting up all the counseling stuff uh or the mediation with um Tullamook, you know Tullamook cheddar that guy um <laughs> oh we need to there's there's a shirt we redo the Tullamook cheddar logo to be Tullamook and it's about the romulan empire <laughs> i'm in done um the Romulan Empire, all the cheese you could ask for, especially in shoulder pads. Right. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I love the new uniforms. I figured you would. I really like them, especially I like how when you're an admiral, it's a longer tunic because you're probably older and you get cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good design. If there's yeah. one thing we've learned from Star Trek, it's that admirals are so old. <laughs> Well, I mean, I remember when, uh, you know, when Kirk was an admiral, he had like a full-on mock turtleneck that looked very thick. He did. 
It's chilly. It's chilly in San Francisco. <laughs> the most highly decorated bridge crew ever. They're all fucking admirals. <laughs> Admiral, captain, chilly, captain, 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 commander, commander, captain, commander. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked seeing the holes unravel a little bit. It reminded me of um, Remember Me just a few episodes ago, like him asking questions of the computer and being like, well, that's not right. And why is that taking so long? Or come on, Data, keep up, you know? Yeah. It was fun to watch him poke holes in that. Um, and... and I mean, LeVar Burton was compelling as incompetent because it was just, it was so unbelievable, but he was so frustrated. It was, it was lovely. It was lovely to watch. I mean, it is and it isn't unbelievable because honestly, once you take the visor off, people would be getting lost in his eyes so constantly. <laughs> I'm mean, sure his skills would diminish because he's just getting banged around the clock. You're right. You are absolutely correct. That visor comes off and everybody takes off their clothes. <laughs> that is a dreamy, dreamy man. Truly. Um, I don't know about reading Rainbow, but I definitely wanted to taste that rainbow. Mm-hmm. Hot damn. <laughs> just so pretty. Mm-hmm. So pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And really, the moral of the story is Riker's porn addiction saved his life (laughs) because the minuet was so cemented in his brain, they thought she was real. And he was like, wait a minute. (sighs) And we did even get a little 60s fighting. I know. You know, dream inside the dream. Um. You know, they got to run and do a father and son beat him up. Just like eh. being my old man. Eh. 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 <laughs> Come on, son. I'll throw, show you how to throw a punch. Why are your fingers together like that? Oops, sorry. Wrong fisting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it wasn't all Daddy Riker, was it, Cameron? It wasn't all Daddy Riker, Dan. Definitely was not. What did you not care for in this episode? What 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 were you like? Mm, I mean, mm-mm. the minuet was an incredibly clever plot device, but you're right; it brings up a lot of questions that are fairly disturbing. Yeah, it's like I, I he spent a day there. Um, is he in love with this projection? Has he been back? Has he seen her more times? What's what's going on there? Um, yeah, the fact that it wasn't Deanna's kid—it's just makes me really sad. But like, it's just—it's a lot that. <laughs> That she left such an impression in his mind that he's still there mm-hmm. and that a computer scanner is like, oh, that's real. That's not, you know, that's crossing the line into psychosis. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> and the fact that his mind constructed, I guess, his dream of negotiating peace with the Romulans, but then was also incredibly untrustworthy of it. See, it's it's this self-sabotaging mindset. He doesn't he think he wants to be the hero. He wants to be this great amazing, you know, Starfleet guy, but I think he's I think there's a lot of self-doubt there. I think he's holding himself back. I mean, I feel that on a spiritual level. But yeah, it just it brings up a lot of concerns for our dear Riker just because you know, it's like this is rough. This came from your head. All of these things came from your head. And the kid is like, yeah. <laughs> the kid is like, I still want you as my dad, but wow. 
He's like, oh, oh I, used, I, I used the machines to make uh, to make your your perfect future fantasy thing, and uh, I kind of want to back out now. <laughs> Take backsies. You're not as cool as you looked when you appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Woof. What did you hate, Dan? I really did not care for the use of minuet. Um, not only because that was such a great performance and all they did with it was like some stock footage of her. It was like one video clip of her like coming in with them, playing around, and then, oh, it's just like weird family footage. But also, who was recording? <laughs> because it was handheld footage. It moved and shook. I was like, who are you posing for? This is so weird. It is weird. It was super weird. That was my immediate question. I was like, wait, who's the voyeur who's recording this family moment? How is this happening? Why is this happening? When is this happening? It's Captain Picard, um, obviously. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Um, additionally, it's hard to critique this version of the future because it was constructed, right? It it was an attempt to trick him. Yes. It's not like they're showing us a real glimpse of the future. But I wanted to see future Will and have it be played by the actor who played his dad. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's, that's something I thought that was happening. I thought that we were going to have a legitimate Romulan conflict, but no, that was a double bluff. You mean Greg's dad? Yeah, yeah. That's two. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> I also thought that when they escaped the Romulans in the slightly closer version to reality fantasy, uh, come on, I know a place, and it's literally just an air vent, and then they show a really deliberate shot of <laughs> him him wrapping a cord from the grate, and then the Romulans are on the other side, and they're like... Damn it! <laughs> Not again! He secured it with twine! <laughs> it was so stupid! I was like, well, that's just... This, this, this empire's in trouble. I was gonna They're say... Like, ah, <laughs> basic construction methods, my one weakness! I'm just imagining, like, a Romulan cat in a ball of yarn, just like, no! <laughs> it does speak great deals about the state of the Romulan Empire. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that they're all wearing those same terrible outfits that are getting worse, Cameron. They're getting puffier. I don't know how it's happening. I know. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that was that was not that was not great. My favorite part is digitally rendered Romulans, even on Star Trek Online, have these puffier giant shoulder pad uniforms. <laughs> Can why is that still like they they rehabilitated the Klingons over a series of time? They got the Klingons from being really weird Fu Manchu, rough, rough stuff to being pretty neat. Why has no one rehabilitated the Romulans? Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do. I want the Romulans to be cool. I want them to not be stupid looking. They look like fucking idiots. Make them like Uh, their ships because their ships are glorious. Their ships are glorious. Um... Well, you'll have to remind me. In um, the J.J. Abrams movie, is Nero? Is he a Romulan? Yes. Yeah. See, his design's pretty fucking slick, and I know he's like a he's like a scrapper or whatever the fuck. He's like a scavenger, but 
yeah, I, I want I want menacing Romulans. I want you to take the cold, calculating Vulcan aesthetic and just dip that shit in imperial fanaticism and warlike behavior. <laughs> and just instead of camp. <laughs> Instead of not, it's not even camp because their behavior's so toned down, and they're so you know we are Romulans. We're basically Vulcans, but you can tell we're Romulans because we wear these stupid fucking shirts, <laughs> like, and we smile, <laughs> and we smile. Mm, yes, very beguiling those Romulans. Like I want, I want to be sexually attracted to Romulans, Cameron, but I'm not. The outfit's killing it. You will be in the future. Just, I better be. Well, I did. I was able to pull Nero's name out of my head. He made an impression. I'll tell you that much. Oh <laughs> uh, well, of course he made an impression because he killed Kirk's mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. Poor Chris Pine. I know. Poor Chris Pine. I mean, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pine was Kirk. Chris Hemsworth played his dad. Poor both of them. Poor both of them. Ugh, we're never gonna get that Star Trek four, are we? Probably not. Maybe. But probably not. Probably not. And I loved start. I loved the third one. <laughs> R.I.P. Anton Yenkel. Ugh. Yeah. Did you like Young Chekhov at least? Oh, I love that Chekhov. That Chekhov's great. I know that we're not supposed to be peeking ahead or whatever, but you know, I saw those movies in theaters, and I was like, oh, I could like Star Trek. And then I watched a few episodes of Star Trek. And was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won you over. Yes. Yes, you did. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Star Trek, the Star Trek universe is like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> you just slowly accept it, and you're like, it's fine. It was just the 60s. It's okay. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's fine. It was just the 80s. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> and yet you have powerful emotional reactions to these characters sometimes. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I definitely didn't hear... Picard speak some lines in the next episode and get a little a little choked a little up. Misty. That didn't happen. <laughs> no. Little Sierra missed. <laughs> Cameron, this episode had some silliness, but the most silly thing was the ending. That when the kid turns into an alien, they just fucking ruin it. They, they just ruin it with the terrible alien design at the end. They're like, did you have fun seeing all these fun future versions of these characters? All you're going to remember is this terrible alien makeup. Bye-bye! Who <laughs> looks like... The kid literally looks like a rendering from... Like a shitty rendering that you'd get in a gas station in Arizona around that certain area. Mm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Do you not want to say Area 51? <laughs> Wait, is this like another Macbeth thing with you? No. Do you not say Area 51? No, I was honestly trying to think of the town, and it wasn't coming to me. Oh, Roswell. <laughs> yes. And that's New Mexico, It is not New Mexico. Arizona. See, I'm the worst. I was trying to do a joke, and I wasn't prepared, and that's why. That's why. <laughs> no, Cameron, Cameron, guess what? You can edit all of that out if you want. I know. There you go. Problem solved. No one ever has to hear you fall on your face in podcasting. <laughs> it's unless true. you're doing a live stream, which is why I don't do them. Because otherwise, people would hear me go, "Ah, oh, fuck! What's it called? Fuck! 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 Oh, I gotta look it up. Goddamn! Fuck! 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 It's gonna be so funny. Just wait, camera, camera. Just wait. Fuck! 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 fuck. <laughs> that's that's incredibly realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's your peek behind the curtain, you assholes. <laughs> Everyone's stupid and awful. <laughs>
Except for the writers of this episode, because they gave us such wonderful quotes. They did indeed. Boom! <laughs> That's how you transition. Loved it. But now I'm going to have to keep all that previous part. <laughs> <sighs> Should we quote it? Yes. Let's quote this shit. What was she like? Min was beautiful, of course. Strong, intelligent, patient. Well, she was married to me. She had to be patient. Also, why beautiful, of course? Like, Riker wouldn't be with an uggo. <laughs> That's the <laughs> implication there. Well, she was hot because, duh. <laughs> Have you seen your track record? So, yeah, right? So... What did you wish for, Will? Music lessons. I was trying to emulate the pause. <laughs> it, it's that long, folks. It is. And he's just like staring at her. And he's like, that thing I always want on my birthday, Deanna? Captain, perhaps it would be best if we discuss. Shut this. up! I beg your pardon. I said shut up, as in close your mouth and stop talking. Also, great moment. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, <gasps> he just told Picard to shut up. <laughs> like he's Wesley. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my God. He just gave him the full Wesley treatment. <laughs> and I think, I think Grandpa Picard kind of liked it after he got over that initial offending. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> there they go. Okay. I'm running a level one diagnostic. For 30 hours? It would never take you more than four. You are incapable of that level of incompetence, Mr. LaForge. Sick burn. I love that. <laughs> incapable of that level of incompetence. <laughs> this is after the kid turns into the alien at the very end. My name is Barash. To me, you'll always be Jean-Luc. <laughs> Min. Minuet? Number one. Happy birthday. <laughs> Well, would anyone else like to speak up, or should we end this charade? As you wish, Commander Riker. The charade is over. Ooh, that's a really good time to look. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Guess you get to do him next time, too. Yeah, when, uh, you know, just laying on some of that thick, that thick cheese of his, <laughs> that Talamuk cheddar. <laughs> T-shirts. You yourself have always said it's a chess game with the Robulans. Move, counter move, guile, deceit. Deanna, back off! Who are you? What's your part in all this? To lose 16 years is almost beyond belief, <laughs> says old shaky Picard. <laughs> uh, old shaky, greasy Picard. Real greasy. Like, there was a sheen about him. There was. <laughs> There was indeed. Not that many quotes. Not that many quotes. It's a very visual. It's a very visually striking episode. It is. And by visually striking, I mean they put everyone in different costumes <laughs> <gasps> and hair. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Oh, Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Yes, Cameron, Daniel. Cameron. How many? greasy old man Picards would you give this episode? <laughs> oh, that was one of my options for sure. I was also going to do Beverly Madam hairs. <laughs> <laughs> the, Bev the Beverly Madam bun. I'm like, doing the messy bun before it was cool. Tra hashtag trailblazer. <laughs> and the, the poof. <laughs>
It's so 2007. Anyway, I would give it 3.75 Greasy Old Man Picard. Because, I mean, like, it was pretty good. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was pretty good. I had a great time. I always have a great time when I watch this episode. Yeah, it got it got real silly. It started off so good, and then it just starts to get sillier and sillier and sillier. So I, I'm going to give it a three. <gasps> I know I'm being a little harsh. Well, you have every right to be. A lot of that's because they didn't have it be him and Deanna's child. And to me, that is canagogical blasphemy. It is. It is indeed. We all know they're supposed to end up together. Uh, and as we see, they, they do end up having a child mm-hmm. in Picard. And actually, that's in large portion due to... Fan outrage over this episode. No, it's due to Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis saying, let us be together. Aww. <laughs> because they... Good. Because throughout the entire show, they keep them apart. And like, goes so go dumb. down some weird tracks. And they just, they always had a dream that the two of them would end up together. And have, you know, just a fun little family. And <laughs> that's why they pitched the Rikers as <laughs> as a spin-off show. <laughs> the Rikers. <laughs> well, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. That just leaves one last thing to do. And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say, keep on trekking. We sure have. And that's for me. Oh, Jesus Christ. We. Uh, <laughs> yup. I brain make track. Keep me. <laughs> and that's for me to wish. Nope. Yep. Fuck me in the face hole. Cameron, it's not yet my birthday. <laughs> Soon, though. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> I really should warm up before I do this. Well, now you're in you're in good in a good place vocally for a Klingon episode. <laughs> it's too bad this isn't a Klingon episode. This is a time travel episode. Except not really. Oh, <laughs> oh Cameron. Oh, this is this this is this episode is a men is a many splendid thing. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> and the next one. Your dreams come true. <laughs> so close. I'm like, say it, you coward! <laughs> say I'm your dad! God damn you, Picard! Damn you to hell! Uh, now that the end credit's done. <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.